Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping in. Uh, you know, we had a short week, but a busy week this past week with the Thanksgiving holiday. Hope everyone had a, a nice time with family and friends and uh, got to have some time off. Uh, you know, myself, I, I got to visit with some some family and have some good food. So all was well. And, uh, you know, as I'm recording this on Black Friday, we, uh, you know, opened up uh, sharply down today. Originally, when the futures market opened, it was down on some uh some renewed China US uh, tensions. But, uh, you know, then we got the announcement of the new, uh, well, it was called the NU variant of uh, COVID out of South Africa. Uh, they have since renamed it the Omicron or Omicron uh, variant out of South Africa. And, uh, you know, it's definitely posing a new threat. And, uh, you know, we're we're kind of uncertain as to what it's going to be right now, but we are down sharply about 2% across all the averages uh, on Friday. And, uh, you know, crypto tends to follow these, uh, these big dips in the market. We've seen this happen before with uh, other deep market sell-offs. And uh, I think it's the, the most we've been down in uh, about nine months in a given day. Uh, you know, so definitely some cause for concern, not a uh, not a small blip on the radar. I think this uh, is going to be more like the Delta variant where we're going to have a couple down days and then we will recover, uh, assuming nothing gets drastically worse and we, we figure out a way around this one. Um, I think we'll, we'll have a, a couple days of selling. I think the, the volume on Friday is going to be lighter and, uh, you know, uh, my portfolio has been down around the same number all day the couple times I've checked on it. So, you know, the, it hasn't been this big spike of uh, people coming to buy up the dip. It, it seems like it's just been down and it's it's staying there right now. Uh, a lot of that is to do because the uh, the big banks and the hedge funds are probably, uh, I'm sure a lot of them are, are off today. And, you know, they did a little bit of selling in the morning. Now they're back with their family. And, uh, you know, they're going to wait till next week to, to either sell some more or make any changes. They, they took the, uh, the profits out of where they could or, or covered their, their bets on uh, some of the options. And I'm sure a lot of those positions have been closed. So hopefully there's, uh, there's some cash and we can get some buying and some, uh, some, some bullish news uh, early this week. And, uh, you know, hopefully go forward from there. But uh, like I said... Uh, generally on these bigger dips, they take a couple days to settle out. Uh, so for that reason, I'm, I'm not itching to buy anything uh, on the stock market side, probably until Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, let everyone get back in the office, uh, you know, make sure everyone's, you know, doing all their research and making their moves. And uh, once we start to see some some green, it, it might be, uh, you know, clear clear roads ahead but right now it's uh it's not so uh, i think we might have a couple days of downside pressure or uh some consolidation and trading sideways until we can get some of that positive movement 
Uh, although we do have the uh, the debt ceiling um, in Washington to contend with and some of those downside pressures that might come when those um, funds run out and we need to, uh, you know, figure that out before we uh, keep the government open and make some moves there. So there's there's a lot of different things. The the Santa Claus rally could uh, could be impacted by that, especially with uh, shopping, uh, you know, generally being Black Friday, Cyber Monday as the start of the shopping season. We've had a lot of that shopping going on for a month or two now. It's been more spread out. People worried about supply chain. Can I get this or that for the holidays? And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what the numbers look like. And, you know, that, that could also put a little bit of a damper on uh, any type of rally we might get early this week if the numbers look really bad, uh, you know, on this, this shopping weekend. So all reasons I'm not rushing to buy. Uh, I did say on the Facebook group, uh, you know, the Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, that uh, I will be taking a bit of a, a breather here um, in the way that I, I lowered some of my limit buys. I, you know, got some stop losses in place on some, some names that uh, I don't want to drop too far. Some of the ones that have run up heavy. I don't want to lose all of those. So if they get down to that uh, that limit price where I've got it set, uh, you know, off they'll go and I will raise some cash for some other positions and some possible further dips. Um, so that's what I'm doing on the, the stock market side. And, uh, you know, on the crypto side, I, uh, I did buy up some of the dip here in, uh, in crypto because at the end of the day, I don't see it being anything that's fundamentally going to change the crypto markets. Um, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin, I, I did uh, add to those. I did sell out of a lot of the coins that I was trading, the uh, the Mana, Decentraland, um, the Gala coin. I, I did a quick trade on that and doubled there. Uh, and Shiba, I'm completely out of. So I'm back to more of my core focus on my crypto coins that I do hold. Uh, the CRO token has taken a bit of a breather also. Um, but you know, that's after a, you know, six X run in, in a couple months. So I'm not losing any sleep there either. Uh, I actually bought more of it. Um, so yep, yeah, back to my, my main holdings in, uh, in crypto and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping some, some cash on the side for any further dips on the stock market side. And, uh, like I said, keeping those limit orders ready to roll. And if they get there, great. If not, you know, we'll, reassess when uh, when that time might come but uh yeah that's what that's what i've got going on it uh you know i, I just want to make sure that everyone's safe out there there's a, a lot of stuff that's going on that if you're not watching it it can cer certainly drop quick um you know even in the in the stock market side of things all the oil companies are falling quick based on the lack of demand that might come out of some of the travel restrictions that are getting put in place um both in, in Europe and uh, locally here in the U.S., you know, we've got some new travel restriction coming out of South Africa. Uh, I know the U.K. says if you're uh, a resident of the U.K. and you are returning home, you must quarantine uh, in a hotel. You can't, you, I guess you're not even allowed to go back to your home in quarantine. It sounded like you had to be in a hotel. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that fear going on. There's going to be lack of demand for travel and leisure. Uh, for you know the the hotels for gas for all all the uh, regular things that we need when we uh, travel abroad. So 
Uh, also in the U.S., these these travel restrictions are, are coming into play from uh, the South African countries. And we're, we're keeping an eye on what that is going to mean and uh, how it's going to affect us. Uh, I know some of the, the cases of this uh, new variant are in Shanghai. Uh, someone from South Africa traveled there, and um, apparently it's, it's pretty highly contagious as uh, two people in a hotel were had no contact, but uh, I guess one in a, a room across the hall got it from, from someone else who was infected. And, uh, you know, there, there's definitely that breakthrough risk on the, uh, the even vaccinated people getting infected with this one of the, the highly mutated uh, strain of, of COVID. So we are certainly in that lull period. It's not uh, one of these quick blips where, you know, we'll, we'll sell off in the morning and then we'll be back positive by lunchtime. I think we're going to have a, a little bit more negativity with this one. Um, versus like some of those quick blips that we'll, we've seen with, uh, you know, higher than expected uh, unemployment or infection rates or uh, supply chain problems. Those, those quick numbers that we get on a Tuesday or Thursday morning, and then we're out of them. This one uh, I, th I think is going to be a little bit more long lasting, a little bit more problematic, and we're going to have to see where we go. Um, but some of the, the companies that are doing well, I've seen that the, uh, the large cap tech names, uh, you know, mainly uh, Amazon, Apple had been doing well. And what else do we got? Uh, I know that the the oil companies have been hurting bad on this one. And let me go back to the portfolio and check on to see what's what's going on out there as I'm as I'm doing this because you know how quick it can change out there. Uh, yeah, actually the the losses have cut themselves down, they are still pretty, pretty high. I mean, Marathon Petroleum down 5%, Matterport down four and a quarter, Cat down 4%. Uh, you know, so some of the, the growth names, even, even Apple has cut down 3%. They were about a percent down earlier, but this one's selling off harder too. Um, everything, pretty much everything that I have is red. The only thing that I've got in the green, uh, DraftKings, C3AI, CrowdStrike, ABML, Lemonade. Um, I'm kind of surprised to see DraftKings up. You would think they might shut down some sporting events, but uh, I guess right now we're we're fine on that front. Cybersecurity plays make sense that they'd still be doing okay. Uh, Lemonade, I guess that one makes sense that uh, the insurance industry is not going to be too heavily affected by uh, a new strain of COVID as, as far as that's concerned. Uh, but, you know, then you've got all the other companies that are being punished, even though I think they will be fine. You know, Pepsi, I guess, might be down from a travel standpoint, but, um, you know, they're pretty international. So you would think that people will be buying Pepsi products, whether they're stuck at home or they're traveling. But uh, I, I guess that one is uh, getting pulled down. Um, so... You know, I, I guess what I'm, my point is, there, there's going to be some ones that get pulled down that shouldn't be pulled down. And there's going to be ones that, uh, you know, should be affected by something like this when I'm thinking, you know, airlines and hotels and oil. Uh, but yeah, I guess the good thing out of that is we might see some cheaper oil prices and uh, cheaper gas prices for uh, at the pump, you know, so that'll definitely be a benefit. But uh, th this sell off has been pretty drastic. It, it's one of the bigger ones that we've seen. 
Um, you know, anytime we're down 900 points, that certainly is a, a, a bigger loss on the day. And uh, like I said, crypto doing the same thing, but um, I went ahead and bought that up because I, I don't think the overall case for crypto has changed at all. I, I think we're fine going forward. I, I think it's just more of a, a temporary blip there because uh, I think the, the um, world is still going to adopt these currencies and we're still going to be using them. And, uh, you know, with the amount of inflation out there, a lot of people are still rushing to uh, crypto to get uh, yield in the way of staking coins and not lose value on their uh, their fiat currency, their regular paper currency. So that's what I've got going on. And uh, like I said, I, I did go through and bump my limit purchases, my limit buys down. And uh, I think yeah, none of those are purchasing today. And yeah, none of them, none of them purchased and they're, they're all still off of where I lowered them to. Uh, so I want to keep those available and that, uh, those funds ready to go. Should it, should it be ready to purchase Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And, uh, also I'll probably try to add a little bit of cash as well. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much my outlook on what I've go, got going for this uh, this new variant and uh, the things that I think we could do well with as far as, you know, some of the, the larger pharmaceuticals, the, uh, the tech plays. I, I don't really see a need for those to sell off on some of this news. Um, you know, Amazon has proved themselves that they could manage this uh, supply chain problems and a lot of the other companies have as well. Uh, so some of these are going to get pulled down unjustly, and I think that would be a buying opportunity. But uh, I think at the same time, you got to be mindful about what you're buying. I don't think everything's going to do well here. Um, like I said, your travel stocks are going to get beat down. Your uh, um, oil, food, even some of the restaurants are probably going to be pulled down as well. And uh, just, just be mindful about what you're up against. I know there's going to be some heavy dips in those names. But that does does not always mean that they're going to be a buy. And uh, with the, the current way the world's looking, I, I think they're going to be hard ones to own. And, uh, you know, airlines in general don't, you know, the mar it's a lower margin business. And it's going to be uh, really tough for them to get away from this unscathed as it's been two years of, uh, of harder times for them. Whether it be, uh, you know, workers going on strike or people not traveling travel restrictions, travel bans, the mandates on masks. It's, it's been a mess for them. So there's uh, a lot of a hole to already climb out of, and it appears that it's going to get worse for them before it gets better. And uh, hopefully they don't have to take on too much more debt in order to do so. But yeah, just, uh, just be mindful of what you're looking at and know that not everything's a sale that you want to buy. Even if the the numbers are, are way down, uh, it doesn't always mean that you have to buy it. So Take that with a grain of salt, and uh, we're going to go to a little break, and we will be right back after that. All right, welcome back. Uh, just wanted to uh, give a quick thank you to uh, those that are supporting the podcast, either by liking, subscribing, or sharing, and uh, also those who are supporting the podcast means uh, means the world to me, so thank you, and uh, I hope this podcast can continues to pro provide uh some good content and give you uh, a, a good idea as to what's going on out in the market and things to be aware of. 
Uh, so thank you great, uh, greatly for that. And uh, if you'd like to subscribe or, or uh, support the podcast, you can go to the anchor.fm slash let it grow and, uh, and donate to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, I greatly appreciate that. It, it helps uh, keep the lights on, but also keep me going as to know that this is reaching some, some people that are really finding the, uh, the value in it. So uh, as always, thank you. But um, real quick, wanted to talk uh, PayPal, uh, you know, as I am doing some shopping myself. Uh, I am seeing that they are now offering uh, cash back at different retailers that uh, they have uh, partnerships with. It's uh, really similar to the Ebates or Rakuten uh, type platform where you go on, you uh, log in through your PayPal, and then when you uh, complete a sale, you'll get cash back right into your PayPal account uh, from the places that you shop at. So different uh, retailers have different percent cash back. Uh, I have not done this yet. I just saw it on there and thought it was going to be a good way for uh, PayPal to drive more business directly through their platform. Instead of having a link at the end of where you're shopping, uh, you know, you would have that uh, the links before you even start shopping. You're shopping with PayPal and then it walks you through it and, you know, you pay on there and you're done. You get the cash back. Uh, versus the other way where, you know, you could, if you had your card ready, you would just pay with your card you know, or have the option to pay with PayPal. Now there's another incentive to, to shop through there. Uh, I don't know how the, the fees are broken down or who gets what or who's paying for that. Uh, but I definitely do like the, uh, the idea to get some more people using the platform. Uh, then they can, you know, use that cash back on uh, crypto purchases or other purchases or just have it in their PayPal account. Or I'm sure move it to your bank account as you always can on PayPal. Uh, so yeah, just something I noticed and, uh, de definitely a good way to, to save a couple, you know, bucks on, you know, some of your holiday shopping. Um, but yeah, well, what I wanted to get into now was, uh, for the end of the year, um, is tax la tax loss harvesting and, uh, wash sales. Uh, so basically when you're looking at, uh, your tax loss harvesting, uh, you would be selling a stock at a, uh, at a loss in order to, um, you know, to reduce the amount that you would be paying on your income taxes. Uh, for married couples filing jointly, you are able to get back about $3,000 a year in, uh, in capital losses that can be used to offset um, your gains or your taxes owed on your ordinary income. So say you have a, a stock that has uh, done poorly and you have losses on that stock, when you sell uh, for a loss, you can um, now claim these these losses on your income that you know you didn't make X amount of money. You you made three thousand dollars less, or however much you lost. Um, now you can then go and invest that money into some, another opportunity while still having those losses. So yes, you might have less cash on paper, uh, but it does give you that opportunity to take that that three thousand dollar write down. And then, you know, still use the, the excess money that you have from that sale into uh, buying another stock. Now, if you are um, in one stock, you, you are not able to buy that stock within uh, 30 days. Uh, so say you, you sold, uh, say, 
uh, I don't know, Procter and Gamble, and you had a $3,000 loss on Procter and Gamble. And now you, you know, you can't go and buy Procter and Gamble again. Uh, it also says on a, uh, on a wash sale that you can't, uh, what, what's the actual wording here? You cannot buy the same stock or security or a substantially identical one or acquiring a contractor options to do so. Uh, in the event of a wash sale, your tax write-off would be disallowed by the IRS. So you can't, can't go ahead and buy the same company. You could buy something similar. So say, you know, if it was, if it was Tesla, uh, you could then go buy Lucid. Uh, I don't think that would be substantially identical. Uh, I don't really know the rules of substantially identical. You might want to check with your, your tax professional as to what that means and what limitations you have. But I do know that you can um, roll that money into another stock and, uh, you know, then, then, you know, hopefully have some better gains with that one. Um, so yeah, just another way to limit the amount of money that you got coming in, especially on some of these years where, uh, the gains have out, outdone the, uh, the losses. And if you have one that is, is hurting you, uh, you can make that, um, help you even, even on a loss that that's really what I'm looking to do here. Uh, so yeah, there's a, a lot of different things that uh, will help you, uh, and there's there's different thresholds based on your tax bracket and uh, different things that are going on individually with your particular situation. Uh, so you know, and, and you there's also some of these losses can be carried forward also. So that's also something to think about if you had a uh, a larger loss of say six thousand dollars, you could carry forward that $3,000 again, if you're filing jointly. Uh, so just, just, you, you really got to keep track of your numbers. I know you'll get these on your, uh, your year end reports from your brokerage. Um, but also keep a note in for yourself, because if, if you have a larger, large enough loss from one year, you won't have these numbers on your form, uh, in, in a few years, but you could carry that loss forward. Uh, and have that write down on your taxes in the future. So just be mindful as to what options you have, um, the different ways that you can lower your uh, your tax bill at the end of the year, should you have a tax bill or the amount that you might be able to get back. And uh, just know that there's different options and sometimes holding uh, these losers, waiting for them to rebound is not your best bet. Sometimes the uh, the tax loss is a better better way to go and then be able to take that money and invest in something uh, you know that more fits where you're either where the market's going or where your portfolio's going. Say you you know you were in um, one different sector and you you lost faith in that sector. Uh, maybe it's you know wind turbine company and you want to get into more of the the solar type companies. Um, you know, you can certainly use the tax loss harvesting in order to to help you on some of the losses and then move that money into the new area where you're looking to have more gains. So um, that that's pretty much what I had there. But uh, end of the year, we, we know that we're typically going to have some sort of sell off at some point. Um, I'm not sure how long this sell off that we're in currently is going to, uh, you know, be right in front of us. It certainly could be there for a while, and uh, you know we we definitely don't want to have too much in the way of um, losses. But uh, you know, with some of these different techniques we can use, they will help us in the long run. 
um, have that portfolio that we're looking for and also be able to save a bit on our taxes uh, through some of these losses that we we might suffer. And, you know, just uh, just be mindful of your options out there. Also, the uh, the tax loss harvesting um, is for your your taxable accounts, not for your retirement accounts, uh, your retirement accounts that are going to be tax deferred or non tax are uh, are not going to be subject to this tax loss harvesting. And uh, these are these are mainly for your brokerage type accounts. Um, but that being said, if we're if we're getting all these uh, the the taxes figured out, that uh, that leads us into next year. Uh, you know, so if you are looking to add to a position or you're looking to uh, build a new position, and I know we've talked about this before, but um, you know, especially going into a new year, new people might be looking to get invested. So where, where do we start? Um, as I've said before, you know, you really want to have, uh, like $10,000 generally speaking in a ETF in a broad market ETF before you really set out into individual names. Um, so when I, I'm looking at that, I'm looking at VOO, VTI, uh, some of the different Vanguard funds, there's definitely the Schwab funds also. Um, I think, you know, SCH. W, I believe, is their regular fund. The SCHD is their high dividend fund. Um, and then there's SCHG, which is a large cap growth ETF. Uh, so that one's going to have some different names in it that, that might fit what you're looking for in a uh, overall market uh, type fund that is more, um, well, not overall, but it's a large cap. It's going to cover different sectors and uh, have different things in there that are going to be more aimed towards growth. Uh, and now when I am on E-Trade, I'm looking at the top 10 holdings in a, a fund like Schwab G, the SCHG, the growth fund. And uh, their, their top 10 holdings make up 54, 54% of this, uh, this ETF. And you're looking at names like Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Alphabet, uh, Facebook or Meta platforms, as it's now called, NVIDIA, United Health, and Visa. And for me, this is going to be a good way to get uh, a lot of tech. Uh, it's very tech heavy. That's where a lot of the growth is going to come from. You do get some of the United Health in there, um, but you know, if you if you want more growth focused and you think these names are going to be better uh, long term, this might be a good play for you to get uh, in all these names at a cheaper cost. So these are uh, trading at one hundred and sixty dollars a share right now. Um, and you know, you get a little bit of everything, a mixture of these different names when you're buying this fund. Um, so that way, you know, if Amazon or Google or Tesla shares are just too much and way out of reach for you right now, you know, these names are all going to comprise this fund. And when they issue the shares, it represents a portion of each of these names in each individual uh, share that you buy in this ETF. So they have to hold uh, the certain weighting in each name that makes up the, the fund. And your money will buy um, this whole mixture, this whole blend of, of stocks in this fund for $160. Now, I like to see um, a, a total return also. So something like VOO, is going to be a little bit more spread out. It's not going to be as heavy tech. 
Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tech in the top 10 just because of uh, the way that they've grown and how heavy weighted these, these are. So actually when I'm looking at VOO, it's very, very similar in the top 10, but it only represents 29% uh, of uh, the assets in the fund in the top 10 versus uh, Schwab G was like 54%, I think I said. Uh, so Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Alphabet, Facebook, NVIDIA, Berkshire Hathaway, JP Morgan. So you start getting, you know, some, some different, uh, you know, with Berkshire and uh, JP Morgan, you start getting some of the banks mixed in. But uh, the fact that Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, have all grown so much in the past couple of years, they're going to be more of a higher percentage because uh, of the the growth that they have had. So they, they're going to take up more unless they sell out of some of these names and they normally don't sell uh, their, their big winners for no reason. So they are going to be a little bit overweight on Microsoft at 6.3%, Apple at, you know, right around 6% of the fund. Uh, but, you know, it, it does taper on down as we go. So the uh, the other... Um, about 70% of the names you can look up in their, their individual fund prospectus or their fund portfolio and, uh, know what you're buying, but that is a good way to, to get started. Uh, especially if you're looking for growth and you aren't necessarily certain as to which names you want to buy, uh, you can certainly go and find a, a small cap ETF that's, uh, for growth or for value. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different funds out there. I know we've, we've talked ARC funds before. Uh, I'm in some of the ARC funds as well. Um, I know the fees are a bit higher, which uh, on these, the Schwab and the Vanguard funds, they're they're possibly the, the lowest you're going to find. Uh, I believe the Vanguard one is 0.03%. Uh, yeah, 0.03 on the net expense ratio. Uh, it does pay you a dividend where the, the ARC funds are about 0.75%. That'll get pulled out quarterly. Uh, 0.75 a year, I believe it is, and they will get pulled out quarterly. Um, so yeah, that'll affect the, uh, the, the share price itself. And you aren't necessarily going to get a bill. You won't get a bill or anything. It'll just be sweeped out of your account every quarter as a, a account management fee. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the Schwab funds, the, our, our and Vanguard funds are going to be lower. Uh, Schwab being 0.04 and Vanguard being 0.03. Like I said, ARC is generally about 0.75. So take that into account. Uh, but if, if you're not looking to do all the research and all these high growth names, uh, this is certainly a spot to park some money that uh, generally does well over time. You can look at all their different uh, uh, returns on a uh, yearly basis since inception on uh, E-Trade. So take a look on there, see what you find, see what works for you. But like I said, the first 10,000 I like to do in a, in a broad market S&P uh, or total market fund, uh, not specific to growth, not specific to any sector and uh, spread the spread the money out that way. Get going. That's going to be your easiest way to get started. Uh, and then if you do like uh, individual names, you can start after that is, is generally my thought process. That's going to get you uh, a little bit more comfortable with buying, selling, holding, and some of the swings of the market without any single stock volatility. Um, you know, it's great when it works for you. It's very tough when it works against you, especially when you only have a couple names. Uh, you know, if you were in Tesla and it was at 900 and dropped to 500 with 
10,000, you, you know, you'd be about $6,000 versus, you know, if Tesla only made up about 4% of your portfolio, uh, it, it would have made a much smaller dent depending on what, uh, what you held and, uh, you know, how much you had in there. Uh, so for that standpoint, I, I think it's a good way to get started and not get discouraged. You will certainly have some ups and downs. You're going to see growth. They tend to do about eight to 10% a year. Uh, so that is a pretty solid growth number. It's certainly going to outpace your bank account and uh, give you some some growth, some dividends, and uh, get you used to trading and you know not have that single single risk from any one name, uh, whether it's a high growth stock or not. Any of them can get beat down, um, and we're certainly seeing that right now with uh, some of the sell off. I was just looking at uh, our watch list for some of the high growth stocks that we're looking at in the, uh, in the podcast. And those names have more red than green. Uh, even from when we originally added some of these to, to the portfolio. Um, so, you know, looking at, uh, you know, DraftKings down 38%, uh, PayPal down 31%, Win down 14%, even Disney down 16%. Which, you know, Disney's not one that we normally think of as having these big drops. But if that was the one thing you wanted to buy, you say, you know, a lot of people want to buy Disney or McDonald's for their kids because they know those names. Um, that hurts when it's the only thing in your portfolio. Whereas if it's uh, just a small piece of it and it's down 16%, it certainly takes a lot of that burden off of you. And, uh, you know, you don't have to look to sell for a, a tax loss harvesting type purpose. You can certainly, you know, weather the storm a little bit better when it's tucked away in an ETF and uh, you know that, you know, something else is doing better. So hopefully you get a little bit more of a, that mix there that, that keeps you safe in the long run. Um, but yeah, so then after that, you know, you know, going way back, we I had a, a top 10 that uh, should be in, in your portfolio. And a lot of these names we, we pulled out of some of the ETFs. You know, we were looking at Apple and Amazon and things that you might want to own individually for the long term or NVIDIA that can't seem to do anything but go up. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it'd be a time to add some of those names on after you get started and uh, really get your your comfort level up as to what you're doing in the market. Um, but like I said, first things first, you, you want to be comfortable in knowing that your money is safe. You don't want to go. Uh, gambling on penny stocks with your first 10,000 and think you're going to make it rich in a, in a month. Because uh, I'm telling you, it's if it happens, great, but uh, don't plan on it, you know, returning month to month that you're going to make these, these killer uh, gains. It will certainly fade and it's certainly going to be hard to duplicate that. Uh, so I don't want to see you guys get discouraged by going and doing penny stocks or these high growth names that uh, have been beating us up left and right here. It's definitely easier and easier to sleep at night with uh, blue chip names that are going to be um, a lot more stable, going to pay you that dividend, going to be a, a, a lot less risk and a lot less watching what individual names are doing at any one given point in time. Uh, so for that reason, take a look at the ETFs, uh, look at the broad market S&P or uh, total market ETFs. Uh, try to find something that makes sense to you. Look at what's in it. Look at the fees. Look at uh, that overall return that they've given over the, however long that those funds have been around. 
Uh, generally speaking, I think the the longer the better. I don't really want a fund that just got started last week. Uh, I'd rather have a fund that has been managed properly for you know 10, 15 years. And you can certainly see those uh, positive returns uh, over some different market uh, turmoil that we've had from the housing market uh, crash to COVID. You know, want to see that they've uh, weathered these storms well and, you know, they can continue to do that. Uh, so, yeah, take a look at all those numbers, see where they're at and uh, and find a fund that works for you. Uh, as I said, I, I use E-Trade. You can certainly use my link in the description to uh, to get started. And uh, depending on the amount of money you're putting in, I, I know they've got some offers to get a couple hundred bucks free. Just depends on how much you're starting with. And uh, if not, um, you can certainly take a look at, uh, you know, Fidelity, Schwab, and uh, some of the other reputable brokers out there that are going to do what you need them to do and, uh, you know, get you where you want to be on your uh, investing journey. Uh, but that's what I got for you today. Uh, please, as always, make sure to like, subscribe, and share. And uh, as I said, that uh, link is in the description about uh, uh, helping support the podcast as well. So thank you guys, and I will catch you in the next one. Be safe out there, and uh, let's be smart going into 2022. And I will talk to you next time. All right, take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.